queens princes and prince this is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it as we're looking at our fruit of the spirit series we're on our eighth fruit um, for the rest of this month and we are looking at the fruit self-control as we look at this eighth fruit self-control think about this topic be free Whatever is your struggle, let the triune God, that is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, be the rehabilitation that is 100%. The scripture that we're going to use is coming from the Gospel according to John, chapter 8, verse 34 through 36. I will be reading from the voice translation. Is John chapter 8 verse 34 and 36 and it reads as such this is Jesus I tell you the truth everyone who commits sin surrenders his freedom to sin he is a slave to sins power even a household slave does not live in the same home like a member of the family but a son belongs there forever. So think of it this way. If the son comes to make you free, you will really be free. The second scripture is Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. So now, my beloved Obey as you have always done, not only when I am with you, but even more so when I can't be. Continue to work out your salvation with great fear and trembling, because God is energizing you so that you will desire and do what pleases Him always. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. So think about this. We have a lot to say about others when he or she fails rehabilitation. But what about us and our rehabilitation on our stuff? What about our daily struggle to get things right with our heavenly father? Just a thought. So, what this means is that we all have to work our own soul salvation. My question for today is, 
we're not talking about the baptismal. We're talking, well, well, let me say again, we're not talking about baptismal because we're saved by grace. What I am speaking about is our daily walk with Christ. That is us dying daily. So, how is this working out for you today? We're sometimes quick to say yes to the Lord with our mouth, but our heart says no with a capital N-O. We've given mixed messages to the Lord. We ought to be integral with what we say and do and being real with what we really want. So are you confident in your salvation? Some people would say, absolutely, yes, I'm saved. So what Jesus is not really saying is that that all sin at all times should be interpreted to mean that the sinner has no relationship with Christ. Earlier, as we looked at this same scripture and tried to do interpretation, Jesus claimed to be the only one and only source of spiritual truth, and that those who accepted him would be set free from the enslavement of sin. And we can reference that with John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, and also John chapter 8, verse 12. Moving on with this, Jesus is emphasizing in this scripture that sin is a focus to follow darkness instead of his light. We can reference that with 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. Number four, number, I guess the next number is 3. Sin means that we're making the choice to choose, to choose earth earthly worldly things over heavenly things we choose the world over the earth over um the heaven when we look at this scripture in its original language the greek of this phrase makes the nuance much easier to understand than any english translation the exact phrasing used is pos ho pinon Ho harmasia darlos ho marhashas. This literally means everyone who keeps practicing sin is a slave of sin. In other words, Jesus is now speaking of a habitual, persistent sin. You just keep going on and on and on and on. We are really trying, oh, so I'm asking you on this one, are you really trying to recover? Translate to is, to translate this today, those who are free in Christ may stumble into darkness, but they do not perpetually walk in it. That's John chapter 8 verse 12. So we fall down, but we get back up. And we can go to Proverbs 24, 
verse 16, which says, For though a righteous man falls seven times, he will rise again. But the wicked stumble into calamity. Know this, God is always working in our lives. He is faithful when his children fall. He will pick us up and dust us off. He will never ever forsake his faithful ones. And with his mighty right hand, he will hold us. He knows what we need. He knows what we're doing. And he knows our pain. Commit to him. Continue to live by his word. Hold on to God's promises in your heart. And know that in all situations, in all situations, he will help you. And with him, you will overcome. Furthermore, we have Psalms chapter 37, verse 23 and 24, which tells us the Lord detects the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Let us never forget this scripture, Psalms 145, verse 14, 15, and 16. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing, every living thing. So when we can't see clearly, please remember this scripture, Psalms 146 verse 8. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. Trouble everywhere. We don't have to throw in the towel and conform to the environmental norms. We don't have to sell out to belong. We don't have to play children in the sandbox games either. Remember this scripture, Psalms 118 verse 13 and 14. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. So today, let us all rise, live by God's word, and we will not stumble. We have to keep Proverbs chapter 3, verse 22 and 23 close to our heart. My son, do not lose sight of those, of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your feet will not stumble. Like the reference given to those we absolute value. Remember Psalms 119 verse 165. Those who love your instructions have great peace. And do not stumble. We do everything possible to make good intentions. Let's do the same to the triune God. Dying daily to be lifted up by the strength of Christ. Praying for others and not talking about others who are struggling. Just because we have but a minute into what we think is good. Frankly, 
when we do this, we're worse off than before. We think we have arrived, but have we? We can go on and go on about us falling down. But to continue with our message today, I want to talk about one particular area, rehabilitation. Rehabilitation, statistically, if we are talking about substance abuse and mental health services, the Centers for Disease Control estimates about 114 people die every day because of drugs. Time magazine offers a much higher estimate, and 6,748 will be sent to the emergency room for treatment every day, while addiction and substance abuse are undoubtedly, undoubtedly major problems, especially here in the U.S., a survey conducted by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration found that as many as 90% of people who most need drug rehab do not receive it. With such a desperate need for solutions, what results can be expected from treatment? What are rehab success rates and statistics? Well, the answer is not very straightforward. According to Time Magazine, there is no standard definition of rehab. So there is no standard metric of success for rehabilitation centers. Some facilities simply measure how many of their patients complete their programs. Others consider sobriety in the follow-up months and years after graduation as the threshold for success. Some facilities, for example, to success rates to the 90th percentile, but this can be misleading as well. There are often very fluctuating criteria for what defines that kind of success. How such facilities deal with the ever-present topic of relapse and further rounds of treatment is left unsaid or not comprehensively addressed. This ambiguity goes a long way with the Washington Post claiming that despite America's addiction to rehab, it doesn't work for many people. Some programs are are failing alcoholics, according to the Post, because when the person relapses, the program blames places the blame squarely on the shoulders of the patient solving trying to solve for itself any culpability or weaknesses since many treatment centers do not follow up with their patients the 100 percent success rate some say some people cite only applies to those who complete the length of their stay Even those who boast a more modest 30% success rate only draw from figures from the immediate sobriety rates after treatment, but from six months or three years down the road. My conclusion to all of this is, 
If you want change, the triune God is your answer. God is our I am, the Alpha, and the Omega. God is our everything at every at any time in our needs to carry us under, over, around, and through the bridges of our troubled waters in this life. See, true rehabilitation requires us to work in faith, believing, trusting the process, and not bucking it. We go to school to learn. The process isn't easy, maybe for the first day or so, but a lot of times it's not easy. And as soon as you get close to the finish line of graduating, here comes financial aid with something. But we work through it, and we overcome. And then here comes our professor with a with our record of assessment and assignments. Something is missing, but we work through it and we graduate onward. Here comes another department with something. We work through it and we move on. Family and close relationships come with their stuff. We work through it, we cut them off, and get through it. So when it comes to the affairs of our Heavenly Father, where are we? That's the daily work that we have to work out. Again, in looking at the text, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, Paul describes a community where every person considers the needs of others first and does nothing from selfishness. It pulls together rather than pulling apart. And it is a body that knows its purpose and lets nothing interfere with it. It is an extended spiritual family where others line up to become part of this sacred assembly and to make it their home because they feel encouragement and they know they are truly loved. So Paul urges the Philippians to strive for this radical unity and fulfill his joy by having the mind of Jesus, who humbled himself, became a servant, and suffered the death of the cross. Jesus becomes the example of humility and service, leading to the kind of unity Paul imagines. So, tells us, so now, my beloved, obey as you have always done, not only when I am with you, but even more so when I can't be. Continue to work out your salvation with greater fear and trembling, because God is energizing you so that you will desire and do what is always pleasing. Again, I should say to everyone, whatever our struggle is, let us all go to the triune God to be our rehabilitation that is 100% successful. Have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord. Remember that Jesus is Lord and that he loves us and Forgive yourself, forgive others, and be blessed.